The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. On this St. Valentine's Day, we celebrate one of the most heartbreaking losses that one Dave Rosenbluth could ever encounter in his 40 years of wrestling fandom. 35 years ago this month. Hulk Hogan losing the WWF Championship to Andre the Giant on Saturday night's main event from February 5th, 1988. We're going to watch that back with all of you here on this St. Valentine's Day. Thank you very much for tuning in, checking us out. Uh, can't wait to get into this. It's been a long time coming. Dennis is going to join me shortly as we watch this match back with all of you on the Peacock. Uh, get your thoughts, get his thoughts, if you will, on this uh this, this epic, heartbreaking moment that I encountered 35 years ago at five years old. Five years old! My parents let me stay up to watch Saturday night's main event. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the WrestleMania 3 rematch, a 15.2 Nielsen rating, which I didn't even know what the fuck that was back then. 33 million viewers watched this episode of Saturday night's main event. The most in wrestling history, still to this day, to this very day. 33 million people tuned in to see Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the WrestleMania 3 rematch. Only for the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and his money, his powerful checkbook, his overwhelmingly large bank account to come into play and pay off the referees. Who paid for the plastic surgery, brother? You're going to find out very soon as we watch this back with all of you on the Peacock. And joining me to partake in this St. Valentine's Day heartbreaking Saturday night's main event watch along here on Kicking Out It To, my co-host, my good friend, my dear, close, personal, longtime friend, my buddy, my pal, my amigo, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, buddy? Dave, thank you for the heartfelt uh, introduction. Excited for this um, this episode. That Andre the Giant versus Hogan, yeah. Andre, WrestleMania 3 rematch, the highest rated wrestling match in history. To this day, 33 million people watched this match on Saturday night's main event. Got a 15.2 Nielsen rating at that time. It was unheard of. Those are like Super Bowl numbers. Uh, We're going to watch that back with all of you on the Peacock as we get things set, ready to rock and roll in motion. You will search Saturday night's main event, season four, episode two, the main event number one. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant for the WWE title and the Honky Tonk Man versus the Macho Man, Randy Savage. This episode goes 49 minutes and 24 seconds. Um, I'll get you guys uh, all set up, ready to rock and roll. But while we do that, I'll give you guys a little bit of a preview of what's to come. Um, This season, or this WrestleMania season, if you will, Uh, our next episode, I'm looking to recap the Monday Night Raw from March the 2nd, 1998. haven't watched it back yet, but I will. Uh, the night that Mike Tyson joined D-Generation X, heading towards the road to WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, we'll also have a special um, WrestleMania 9 rearranged fantasy booking style um, retrospective with Kobe Knight and myself from WrestleMania. We're going we're gonna to carefully construct, we're going to 
Dennis, you remember how bad WrestleMania Nine was, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try and make it watchable, okay? And we're gonna we're gonna go through the roster and take a look and see what we can rearrange from a booking perspective and how we can get there and, st- and make WrestleMania Nine a watchable WrestleMania um, in wrestling history. Go- going down the, the the fantasy booking rabbit hole. Uh, we're also gonna do a WrestleMania What If. Uh, Justin's going to join me, and we're going to we're going to go through some of the what ifs in WrestleMania history, some urban legends, and discuss some of those stories and how they could or couldn't have affected those respective WrestleManias. We're also going to do uh, some some WrestleMania classic watch-alongs uh, from from WrestleMania such as WrestleMania Four, uh, WrestleMania Fourteen, WrestleMania. 19, WrestleMania 24, the, the, the big milestone anniversaries. We're going to be doing some random uh, classic watch-alongs of that on, on uh, Kicking Out of Two, as well as we're going to recap on Nitro, Spring Break Nitro from 1998, March 16th, 1998. Uh, very interesting uh, dynamic in WCW at that time. Hulk Hogan and the NWO were, were, were kind of on the outs. And Macho Man was the driving force behind some of that. And it was the night after the uncensored pay-per-view in WCW where the Macho Man had kind of, I guess you could say, um, shared his allegiance or, uh, or pledged his allegiance to the NWO, but in a very, very rebel fashion. So I'm going to recap that Nitro. I'm going to watch that as well and then give you a full extensive recap. They're not watch-alongs. That Nitro and that March 2nd Raw are not watch-alongs. They're going to be recaps. Um... I thought I'd go a different direction here, try to give a little bit of variety, watch-alongs, recaps, um, uh, retrospectives on, on you, know, f- you know, fantasy booking style um, shows, if you will. So that's all coming up, WrestleMania season here on Kicking Out of Two. Looking forward to it. Um, let's get into this watch-along here um, the, on this St. Valentine's Day, if you will. Hopefully... Um, you, when you're watching this, you're not watching it with your Valentine because they might be heartbroken as well, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're Hulkamaniacs. Um, and they'll definitely be heartbroken at the finish uh, when they find out how much the plastic surgery costs, brother. <laughs> um, but with that being said, Saturday Night's Main Event on Peacock, Season 4, Episode 2. It's titled The Main Event Number 1. And when I say play, press play. I'm going to play the audio for these intros for these these green screen promos, which I think are pretty fun. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have at it. So, when I say play, press play. Give you a countdown. In three, two, one, hit play. I'm going to send the Hulk talk, man. I'm the first bus back to the Disgraceland, yeah. Cut right over us, one-way ticket, yeah. What a whiner that macho man is. He couldn't keep this belt. He can't keep his woman satisfied. You all saw her fall head over heels over me. <laughs> And he was a lousy tune-up for my guitar. But you know, he's a very lucky man. How so, Jimmy? He's very lucky you don't play the piano. <laughs> I'm Tim DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And this is the one and only true heavyweight champion of the world, Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan may wear the belt for now. But after tonight, that belt will fit as easily around Andre's waist as the Giant's hands fit around Hogan's neck. <laughs> Hogan, it felt so good. I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> and again. <laughs> and again. <laughs> when that big nasty giant snuck up behind me and put his filthy hands around my neck, I knew I was fighting for my life. Thousands of miles away, Hulkamaniacs couldn't breathe either. 
That's why tonight, when I step in the ring with Andre the Giant, the thoughts and the prayers of all those Hulkamaniacs that stood with me through the hard times are going to go in the ring with me. And Andre the Giant, with all that on my side, Hulkamania will never die. <laughs> How about that intro that was there? Amazing. Yeah. Was. yeah, that, that gets you pumped up. This is this is a great show. Um, no, full disclosure, Dennis. I actually watched this back recently, just without doing a watch along, so yeah. I can kind of get a feel of it. And um, it felt really big time, even watching it back. Uh, as we see, uh, looks like Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body are going to be on commentary for this show. Um, this was one of the the rare instances that my family allowed me to stay up. And watch Saturday night's main event. I think this actually, well, this was titled the main event. Um, I think this took place on like a Friday, if well, I'm not mistaken. Really, this wasn't Saturday night. So yeah, because if you'll see the the the, the microphone yeah. um, display holder, it just says the main event. Um, so this was this was one of the rare occurrences that my parents said, you know, you could stay up and watch this. And it, actually, it's a funny story. Um, being the big Hulkamaniac that I was 35 years ago. Uh, a month prior, I was I was at my grandparents' house. Um, I think there was like parent-teacher conferences or something, and my parents were 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 at school for me or something. And um, I got to my my I watched the the first Royal Rumble event, which took place on TV on the USA Network, the one that hacks on Jim Duggan won. It was on USA. It was a TV special, and. They advertised Hogan and Andre in the contract signing for this rematch that we're watching currently. And I just remember being upset that not only Andre got the best of Hogan, but that Hogan wouldn't get his revenge because I was so used to Hogan getting some type of revenge or Hogan coming out the victor. So I think my temper tantrum at five years old a month prior prompted mom and dad to... to uh, to, uh, to, to allow me to stay up for this as we see this Hogan video training montage, which is interesting. Jake the Snake's music plays in the background. I'll play the audio what? for you. You get the hint. That's bizarre, though, because Jake was around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But you know what? This was also the period of time where not everyone had entrance music. Um, very probably a handful of guys had entrance music. Yeah. Um, you know, Hogan, Savage, uh, oh, 
Steamboat, I think, did at one point. Um, Rick Rude, Ravishing Rick Rude, maybe. Not everyone had entrance music. So it wasn't... The, it's weird because you figured, well, if one guy had entrance music, they all would have it. Yeah. But I think they were still in the early stages and development of of building their their musical library. Um, and I, at the best I can recall, I don't think Jake had that music assigned to him at that at that point in time. Um, coming up, the the Intercontinental Championship match between. The, the Honky Tonk Man and the Macho Man Randy Savage. You see the graphic pop up on the screen here. Um, we'll play the audio for this interview with Honky Tonk. Let's, let's, let's hear it with Mean Gene. You're no journalist, Green Bean. You're missing the story here. The story here is romance. The lovely Elizabeth Wayne. We know, we know she's head over heels for you, right? Even this bozo can see it. She wants you, Honky. She wants you bad. And I'm going to oblige her being the gentleman I am, the honky-tonk man. What are you saying? What are you saying, man? What I'm saying is this. I've got the title. I've got the belt. And tonight, I'm going to get the woman. The lonely woman. Oh, no. And then where are you going to take her, honky? Where where are you going to take her, honky? (laughs) I'm going to take her down the lonely street to the heartbreak hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you worry. I won't be cruel. Because I know she wants me to love her tender. Because I'll be her table. <laughs> and you know where that hound dog range is going to be? Where's he going to be? In the ghetto. <laughs> this mic is so Elvis. The real Elvis doesn't hear that. Let's get back to you. That was pretty good. So, another record that still stands to this day. Hockey Tonk Man is still the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time at 15 months. You would think 35 years, in between this 35-year time period, that they would have they would have broken that record. But Hockey Tonk Man is still the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. Now, with that being said, you know, you're, you, you've kind of gotten back on the WWE bandwagon yeah. as of late. Um, I know you're not a big fan of the name change from Walter to Gunther, but Gunther, Gunther, is the current reigning and defending WWE Intercontinental Champion. And the quality of the Intercontinental Championship matches are starting to become restored. Um, I still don't like the look. I I still don't like the uh, Siri actually just looked up Intercontinental Championship. That's funny. Um, And by the way, that's Sherry Martell is Peggy Sue. I don't know if you knew that. I think pretty much so that was Sherry. Okay. (laughs) Anyways... The the, the, the the quality of the title matches for the Intercontinental Championship have been restored, I feel like, um, in recent months during Walter's Gunther's reign. The matches he's had with Sheamus, Rey Mysterio, um, Shinsuke, I think he had a great match with. The list goes on and on. Um, do you think that they can... Do you think that Walter can surpass Honky Tonk's Intercontinental Championship reign. Where's he at now? I think he's like 240-something days. Let yeah. me, You know what? Let me Google this. Let me I, look this up on the phone. So, so I think to I'm going to look up Honky Tonk Man IC title reign. Honky had been the champion for, according to Google, one year, two months, and 27 days. The longest Intercontinental Championship reign in History. Let me look up Gunther. I see title reign. There we go. 
Gunther reached 245 days as champion, surpassing Shelton Benjamin's reign of 244 days, becoming the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in the 21st century. So, Gunther's, Gunther's if he wants to hit a year, um, I think he's on pace to hit a year. Will he, I mean... I think, we've got, I do think Cody is going to win the championship. Uh, from Roman. Okay, you think that? Yeah. yeah, I really do. So you think Roman's beating Sammy and then, yeah, and then Roman's going to lose the Cody? I thought Sammy had a shot until last night. Today's a Tuesday. Yep, and Valentine's I, Day. When yep. he did that, when he went, when Cody did the promo, like, I'm cheering for you, buddy. Me and you, WrestleMania. I mean, it got me all hyped up. Yep. But, like, the ones who went at the hometown is like, more like, shh, like a very quiet thing. Seeing that when they come in, the place blows up, the whole time hero. But people don't talk about it. It's like, you know, uh, it's like a baseball pitcher with no hitter. You don't talk about it. Okay. Once you talk about winning the title, you know, you know you're know you fucked, you're done. It's kind of the same thing, like... Not in every instance, because if as a, as, a, as a character, as a competitor, you talk about winning the title, you have to exude a, a certain amount but of confidence. But now the other guy does it. You do it, not the other guys. When the oh, other so, you're guys say, oh, it, so, you're oh so you're saying Cody, yeah. Cody instilling that confidence in Sammy. Yeah. It's just us trying, trying, trying to get it, get that that extra buy for the pay per view. Okay. And like, but uh, like, but, but like when, when you know no one's talking about it other than the, the, the people involved with the match. You're like, wow, there might be a title change. When all the people talk about it, it's over. Trust okay. Me. Interesting. It's the like, same right. thing. Also, money in the bank. There are no pay per views. Anyone who touches the belt per, per, uh, uh, before money in the bank, you know, automatically. Not the briefcase. Yep. Yeah. The briefcase. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, interesting analogy, interesting yep. theory there. Yeah. Um, so, how does that answer the question? Does Walter surpass? Oh, here's the thing. I think he's the one that's going to take it off Cody. That, that, uh, so, I think, unfortunately, I, I think Walter's going to lose it. So, you th- oh. Midsummer, midsummer, I think, I think okay. Walter loses it. Interesting. So, you it. think he's going to be the one to dethrone Cody? I do. Either at SummerSlam or or, or like so you think Co- so, all right so so wow so you're really going you're you're really going down the rabbit hole so so yeah. you think Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania yeah he has he has a reign from the spring into the summer yeah and at SummerSlam you think Gunther Walter we're on the, we're on that time yeah. is going to defeat Cody yeah interesting interesting okay okay um we'll see if that comes to fruition as we the, the match is underway Savage is got the the upper hand here on the honky tonk man um let me ask you a question yeah have you ever heard the story and this is it's it's an urban legend justin and i are actually going to delve into it a little bit more but i want to get your perspective on it there has been a long-standing rumor that ted dibiase was scheduled to win the wwf championship at wrestlemania 4 this year in 1988 but the reason, one of the main reasons behind that was the fact that Honky Tonk Man was unwilling to drop the Intercontinental Championship. Therefore, changing plans. And Savage would end up winning the WWF Championship Tournament at WrestleMania 4. What's your take on that theory, that rumor? I don't think it's a theory. I'm pretty sure that I was watching a Honky Tonk Man shoot interview, and he says that... He admits to it that, that he wanted to drop the title, and that's why at SummerSlam he had that match uh, with, with uh, Warrior. Warrior, and he lost like like, like less than ten seconds. Okay, because because 
A, McMahon wanted to make an example, and B, he, he didn't really have an opponent, so so so, 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 so Vince McMahon goes, well, here's your opponent, this is what's going to happen, and he's like, okay, I get it, I'm, 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 my, I'm pretty much done after that. <laughs> that uh, but, alright, so let me ask you this, if that's the case, and I'm not questioning, yeah. you know, it's just something that you've, 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 you watched, you know, on YouTube, um, if that's the case, why did Vince wait so long to summer for SummerSlam to to make that example out of Honky? That's a good point. I don't know. Why didn't know. he? Why didn't Honky drop the title sooner? Because that's March of '88. SummerSlam's in August of '88. Uh, according to these shoot interviews that I watched with the Honky Talk man, he, he he's very he's very honest about it. He goes, "I didn't want to drop it." That, 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 uh, I have heard that he was very protective of his run as champion. I didn't know how far that went. I didn't know if that like. I don't know if he had something against the, uh, the Macho Man per se, but but yeah, he was unwilling that that, that until until SummerSlam, he was unwilling to. to, to I mean, he was a strong character. He was very easy to hate. Yeah. Um, as a kid, um, and and in hindsight, doing a lot of research and 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 reading things over the years, um. They relied on Honky Tonk Man quite a bit in the role as the Intercontinental Champion uh, when they used to run, um, when they used to do split crews for house shows for live events. Uh, Honky used to headline a lot of those shows against Savage um, on the live event circuit, and um, as the Intercontinental Champion. So Hogan would headline one show against whomever. Yeah, and then the other show in the other town, Honky would be the headline heel against a Randy Savage or an Ultimate Warrior, things like that. Um, so, while, while you know, Honky admits that he was very um, protective of his run as the Intercontinental Champion, um, I still find it hard to believe that Vince... Well, actually, you know what? Let me walk that back. I'll walk that back. Honky, I, I just I just pointed it out. Honky was a headliner for a lot of these live events against Randy Savage. They when they used to split the crews, Honky and Savage used to, be, or they used to do six mans with Honky um, and the Hart Foundation against like Randy Savage and um, the British and Strike Force. I remember there used to, I, I think I saw a picture once of a Boston Garden show of Savage and Strike Force against Honky Tonk Man and the Heart Foundation in a steel cage. That's pretty cool. At Boston Garden. So um, maybe Vince waited for the opportunity to make an example out of Honky Tonk because he knew how much Honky Tonk drew for him on the live events. Yeah, he is a businessman. You know, Vin, Vince, Vince is no dummy. <laughs> as much as everybody wants to claim the old yeah. man's out of touch now, he was no dummy back then. And, and I agree with him on one thing too. Especially back then, you could not have two heel champions. You can't have your your, your two main your two main belts be uh, be, uh, be two heels. Sorry, right, so let me ask you this, right? Yeah. Let's say let's say DiBiase, they they award him the title, you know, at that WrestleMania that year, right? Yeah. That would be the first time I think a heel. Would walk out of WrestleMania as the champion. Let's just say, for argument's sake, okay. And Honky agrees to drop the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Who's he dropping it to? This time, I don't know, because Tito still with Strike Force, right? Tito's still with Strike Force. Yeah, they're yeah. still a team. So that's that's a great question. Um, look at the. All right, I'll give you some names. Look at yeah. the landscape here of guys that 
either have had the Intercontinental Championship or were kind of in that 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 cloud of of contenders. Randy Savage, former Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who Honky Tonk Man defeated to become the Intercontinental Champion. The Ultimate Warrior. He was he was on the rise. This was early '88. Yeah. Brutus Beefcake, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He was a popular character. Yeah. He wrestled Honky Tonk Man at that WrestleMania that year in, in at WrestleMania Four. Jake the Snake Roberts, another another credible name. What did Warrior do that WrestleMania? He wrestled Hercules in like a in like a I wouldn't say a nothing nothing match, but yeah, he, he, yeah. Common sense would be yeah, he gave the belt to, to the Warrior, right? I mean, I WrestleMania especially. But it all. It, I'm and, sorry. Well, my watch. I'm done with this watch. I'm taking it off right now for for the purpose of. For the purpose of, of, of this podcast, I'm taking the watch off because Siri wasn't invited to our to our our our, our watch along here. Uh, so we see Macho Man, House of Fire, oh yeah, taking it to Hoggy Tongue Man. That crowd's going wild. They're they're, they're really they're That's, really into this match. That top rope sledgehammer was awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, now here's a qu- all right. Warrior, I, all right, to answer your question, yeah. Warrior could have been a suitable fit for them to, you know, but I think also too they were still in the process of building him. They hadn't quite, he hadn't quite reached that popularity yet. He was getting there, yeah, but he hadn't quite reached it yet. Um, so maybe the timing was right for Vince to put the title on Warrior at SummerSlam in '88. But um, let's move on. Oh, Jimmy Hart in the ring, Savage, Savage uh, getting a piece of the the Colonel. Oh, look at that. Honky with a knee to the chest. Savage going for the sleeper. Wow, this crowd's going crazy. Um, this is Minneapolis, right? No, Indianapolis. Oh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yep. Oh, Sherry's out there. Or, I'm sorry, Peggy Sue, excuse me. What are you doing, bitch? Get away from my lady, uh-huh. That's right, you ain't touching her. Don't worry, in about a year and a half, I'll fuck your brains out, uh-huh. Yeah, Oh, honky down. That's right. To the gut. Elizabeth, get out of the way. I'm throwing honky into the post, you yeah. huh? That, uh... Yeah, because they went to Whitfield, right? Like, in real life. That, 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 uh, What's that? About a year or two later, right? A couple of years. A couple of years. Oh, uh, Savage, I think, wins by count out here. That was, the, that, that was the finish. Savage defeated Honky by count out. Still a champion. Still a champion. You don't lose the title on a count out unless you're, you know, Vince Russo. Um, <laughs> but Honky Tonk Man, not happy, looking to looking to, to exact some type of revenge on Randy Macho Man Savage with the old guitar. Let's play the audio for this. Excuse me. Elizabeth 
was really into that one yeah very much so savage yes a couple years later it'd be savage and elizabeth um no longer together i think the um, I mean, 92 93 is when the, no, it was a few years it wasn't uh, i mean i'll say this when 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 savage and hogan did their mega power split a year later savage went and legally got a separation from elizabeth in real life so that he could, you know, keep with kayfabe. I mean, that's commitment. Yeah. You know? I think, you say, like, him and Sherry probably banged each other. I'm like, that's it. No, I don't. I mean, I'm just, I was just fooling around, messing around. But, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think. Well, I, I mean, I, I know that um, from attending the Jake the Snake uh, stand-up comedy show a few years back, Jake admitted that him and Sherry had a long-standing sexual relationship um, as Jake said, Sherry loved her sex. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's got the opportunity to go see Jake the Snake live in a, in a speaking engagement, go do it. He is one of the... He knows... He didn't have to be a stand-up comedian. He just knows how to tell a story. Yeah. And he told some great stories. No, that's the they funny not, bone, right? Yeah, funny bone. Yep, yeah. yeah. My, my, my wife took me for our anniversary. Um, she And she thought it was, she thought it was fun, too. Uh, she had a good time. Um, Savage Victorious here uh, via a count out um, as we see Vince McMahon Jesse the Body Ventura on commentary uh, interesting setup there is they got the, the the commentary table like right behind some of the, the fans are behind, in front of it um, kind of in front of the ring area it's yeah, an interesting setup interesting little setup they got there yeah. um, as we we preview the match between Hogan and Andre uh, for, from the, the rematch, the WrestleMania three rematch, um, and let's uh, let's let's play the audio for the video package that they're about to show right now. Hogan also kicked out too. Time to simply brace himself, Jesse. There was no three count there, not in anyone's wildest imagination. I don't believe. Well, you take. What do you think? Was there a three count there? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it was just some bullshit little heel tactic. Um, and it was like ten seconds in a match, right? That's yeah. That was yeah. That was literally <laughs> bell rings. They go at it, and then Hogan tried to slam Andre, and Andre. Um, 
went on top. Have you ever seen the Andre HBO documentary? I, I've not. Okay. You have to watch that. This I is the contract the signing yeah. where Andre attacks Hogan here. You see Jack Tunney and DiBiase um, instructing Andre to put his stamp of approval on things. <clears throat> and Andre has his way with Hogan. But the documentary itself is great. Bill Simmons produced it. Um, do you have like HBO Max? Like yeah, the yeah. Server? Okay, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, go find it. It's, it should be on there. Um, it might even be on Peacock too, on the WWE portion uh, of, of Peacock as well. Uh, the I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I didn't expect to feel this way when I watched it, but the scene in that documentary when Hogan describes the, the hours leading up to the match with Andre at WrestleMania 3 and then how he told that story and it built all the way to the crescendo of him slamming Andre, I cried. I legitimately cried. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was being nostalgic and I was getting yeah. back to like my the the because my father took me to go see WrestleMania three in a movie theater as a kid. It was like a big deal. That is, you know, that was closed circuit before there was such thing as pay per view, and I was beside myself watching that. But when I watched the scene when Hogan tells the story. About how he wrote everything on the yellow legal pad. And he tried to talk to Andre. And Andre was kind of just blowing him off. And, you know, Hogan almost threw up. And then the the music in the background. The way the whole segment was produced on the documentary. Like, it just... Emotions came over me. I was literally crying like a baby. And I was just like, oh my god. Like, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe how much I was crying watching this. This story. Go back and watch the documentary. It's a really good documentary. It's about his life and his career, and then the end of his life. It was just very sad. Um, man, it's on HBO Max. I think I've seen it on Peacock too, on the on the WWE portion of Peacock on the WWE Network. I'm gonna call it the network. Gotcha. Um, because Peacock still not the the greatest app. It's gotten a little better, but it's still a piece of shit. It's it's a slightly tolerable piece of shit. It's not insufferable like the many times you've seen me melt down when we've tried to queue up these watch-alongs and I'll lose my fucking mind. WrestleMania 8, go download the WrestleMania 8 episode where I lose my fucking shit because I couldn't get it queued properly. Um, as we see, Million Dollar Man with Virgil and the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, good. making his way down to the ringside area. Look at the mass yeah. humanity. That back. You could write a thesis paper <laughs> on that back. Like several pages. Like it's huge. Yeah. Who's bigger, the the big show or Andre? I think Andre is. Okay. I think Andre is. I believe it. I think Andre was billed at like seven feet four. Um and I think that's close to legit. Like, that's pretty close. Now, I want you to watch this here, okay? I'm going to play the audio for it, but they do a Hogan promo. And I want you to spot the difference between the Hogan promo backstage and when he comes out. Well, apparently, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant has millions of reasons to become the World Wrestling Federation. 
Commission Heavyweight Champion. Well, with all the controversy means in from WrestleMania 3, I've tried to keep it over my man, but I've viewed the film a thousand and one times. I've read a giant, you only had me down for a two count. I slammed you, it beats you one, two, three, right in the middle. The violence in the training is small change to you, multi-million dollar man. But I've invested my three assets wisely in a lifelong profit-sharing plan with all my little holsters, brother. First, you watch the referee. That's cool. All of my Hulkamaniacs are going to be watching you, multi-million dollar man. Then Andre the Giant, one-on-one, with the whole world watching, I'm going to prove to you I can beat you in Hulkamania. And now, introducing from the So no necklace. Yeah. The the cross that he used to wear, right? What else are you noticing? I mean, he's sweating like a pig right now. Well, he was in the other promo. Was he? Yeah, good point. Um, what am I missing? I know he uh, he had the wrist that uh. I don't know. He wore a bandana in the promo, but he's got a headband on in the ring. Oh right. Yeah. Well, you're also missing the biggest, the most important Easter egg of them all. What's that? I'll give you another opportunity to take a look as we're watching this here. What is it? Yeah, I know it's wearing like orange. I don't know. What did I miss? Wait, the, the, is it the belt? Yeah. That was the debut of the Winged Eagle WWF Championship. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, there's no. Hogan clients. didn't wear it in the promo with Mean Gene. He wore the other belt, the bigger one. That, that Yeah, I noticed there's no flags on this one. Yeah. So, he, he cuts the promo with Gene. Yeah. He's got the, the bandana on. He was sweating like a son of a bitch. They take the bandana off. He puts the headband on. No cross. Took the cross off. <clears throat> and then they... Uh, he comes out with a different belt. <clears throat> Interesting. You see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the um, the difference. What I, don't know. I had heard that they, yeah. there was a pre-tape promo with Hogan and Gene, and um, <clears throat> there was there was confusion as to when the championship belt was going to debut, and then at the last minute, I think they 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 gave it to Hogan, not realizing that that they had already used the the. The other pre-tape promo for the the segment. So, and here's also something else too that I want you to notice too. When Hogan came in the ring and he was swinging that belt, Hebner got right in there in his face, and you can see Hebner is kind of he's he's really giving Hogan the business right now, which is kind of foreshadowing um, given his role in this match. Yeah, and of course his history of being a crooked referee in general. Yeah. And Andre, just oh, cool man. as a cucumber. Yeah. 
in retrospect that uh, Andre's only title reign was this in the last, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. And he hands the belt over to DiBiase. Ah, uh, so fun. I don't know. Well, here's, here's, here's some interesting tidbits that I wanted to share with you regarding this, you know. The finish, of course, the referee screws Hogan. There's a twin referee. They've been paid off by DiBiase. We'll see that as we watch this you know, match go on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I just lost my train of thought. Oh, Andre wins the title. He hands it over to DiBiase. DiBiase's not the recognized champion because he didn't win the match. Okay, he bought the belt from Andre. Jack Tunney, the president of the WWF on on screen, vacates the title and puts it up in a tournament. Okay? He puts DiBiase in the tournament. DiBiase was the one that orchestrated the screw job with paying off the referee and the whole plastic surgery with the yeah. twin referees. Yet DiBiase gets a spot in the tournament. Right? <laughs> Wrestling? <laughs> okay. Hogan and Andre, they get a first round bye into the tournament. Yep. They don't even wrestle in the first round, but they meet each other in the second round of this tournament. Okay. Andre, who was a part of orchestrating this with DiBiase, gets a spot in the tournament. Yeah. And. Here's the kicker. The referee, he still gets to keep his job. He conspired with another wrestler to cheat another wrestler out of a championship. And he gets to keep his job. Now, I didn't have this thought process at five years old. All I cared about was that Hulk Hogan was going to get the title back. Or at least Andre and DiBiase weren't going to get the title. This was my thought process at five years old. Not, you know, not Hebner still keeping his job and all, but the logic says, I, as I'm older, like, how is it even possible that DiBiase gets a spot in the tournament? How is it even possible that, oh, and here's the kicker, too, at WrestleMania 4, this referee that's refereeing this match is the referee of the fucking main event with DiBiase and, uh, and uh, Savage. But meanwhile, a year or two prior, they suspend Danny Davis as the referee for life plus 10 years. Gorilla Monster used to say that in commentary all the time. Danny Davis suspended for life as a referee plus 10 years. The 10 years is to make sure this motherfucker lives long enough, right? That's like the added security, okay? Like he's going to outlast everybody in all of mankind. So we got to add an extra 10 years to this. I used to love Danny Davis. What did he do to get suspended as a referee? He helped the Hart Foundation defeat the British Bulldogs. Um, and I think he made a questionable count in the Randy Savage Intercontinental title victory over Tito Santana. Look at this. Hogan on the top rope doing the Ric Flair spot. Andre got his fingers all up in his junk. <laughs> Woo! Man, I think that would hurt more than getting slammed, to be quite honest yeah, with you. probably right. Those big mitts. And as you can see here as we're watching this, the, the, the quality of Andre's matches had gone down. He is basically an attraction at this point. 
the injuries in his back have taken a toll on him. Um, this isn't a very long match, I will say. But Hogan does get the, the best out of him. Now, in terms of storylines, okay, Dennis? Let's, you know, we've, we've talked in private. A lot of people have, have, have talked about the, the recent storyline with the bloodline on WWE TV as being yeah. one of the best. I think it's very, very good. I would definitely, with the ebbs and flows and all the twists and turns, I would put it on a Mount Rushmore. Where does this storyline rank in terms of Hogan and Andre and the finish with the twin referees? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, as, as a young Dennis J. Levy, what were your thoughts as this all transpired? I was reminded that was a Hogan hater, and I didn't think I'd free TV. I remember the whole, the whole time I'm talking to myself, don't wait, Andre Tyson win the belt. Like, get over yourself, you know? How old are you? Uh, I was born in 1980. All right, so you're three years older than me. So yeah, so all right, so you're you're eight years old. The whole time, every time I get anything on free on TV, I always thought the negative didn't the, didn't mean the, much. And every time we went to Harvard Civic Center and I saw Hogan wrestle, I'm like, you no way in hell, I'm gonna I'm going I'm going to have that one in a million chance on a house show to see a title change. Hogan, yeah. yeah, Hogan loses the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. the, the, the tags, the yeah. icy. I always thought it was the worst. So. so so when 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 he had to drop it on television, oh, I, it, my mind was blown. Yeah. And that that, that uh, and all and how it was, all the smiles involved. I, so you were a Hogan. I, I, sorry, I ended so, up. so you said you were a Hogan hater. You yep. didn't like Hogan. Yep. Who was your guy then back then? DiBiase. Wait a minute, you were a DiBiase guy. I you, loved DiBiase. You, so you didn't like it. You didn't like any of the baby faces. With a kid like, uh, like dribbling the basketball. Like, kid, yep. kid. Oh my god, I would laugh on the floor. Yeah, uh, I love that stuff. But but your your all time at that your, your demolition. Demolition was actually number one. Dem heel demolition was always number one. The one they were managed by Mr. Yep. Fuji. Yeah. Okay. Heel demolition and then DiBiase. Wow, so you were a heel guy. Yeah. At eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I, I can like definitely see guys. it. I always like the bad guys. I can definitely see it. So you didn't like Hogan, you didn't like Savage, no. you didn't like Warrior, you didn't like Jake oh, the Snake. Oh, especially Warrior. I hate Warrior the most. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't like Warrior until he... I, I didn't care for Warrior, but then I really didn't like Warrior when he beat Hogan at WrestleMania six. But that's another discussion for another yeah. day. As we see Andre getting the best of Hogan. I love that spot right there. Yes. Jim Duggan tells a great story on YouTube. When he used to, uh, they put Duggan against Andre on, on the live events. Actually, I think Andre requested to work with Duggan. And Andre wasn't the, the, the cleanliest. <laughs> and Andre did the spot with the strap where yeah. he would choke Duggan. And Duggan said that one, you know, him and Andre had been working some <laughs> matches, the same matches pretty much in yeah. every, every town each night. And... After a few nights, Duggan realized Andre, um, his um, his grooming habits and his bathing, you know, his cleanliness, his hygiene wasn't wasn't like like the others. Like he didn't keep up with himself <laughs> real well, and so Andre does the spot where he takes the strap and he wraps it around Duggan, but part of the strap manages to get in Duggan's oh, mouth, no. and Duggan said that he got some of the giant juice oh. <laughs> in his mouth. From the strap because of all the sweat and the that just built up from him yeah. wearing this thing night after night after night and um, basically Duggan said Andre didn't wash his gear so that at one point Andre does the spot he chokes him with it and 
He puts the strap in his mouth, and Duggan's like gagging and, and dry heaving, and Andre throws him out to the floor, and Duggan sticks his head under the ring, and he fucking pukes oh. under the ring because Andre... Um, oh, here we go. Hogan goes for the leg drop. Virgil Virgil kicks him, or Virgil grabs the... I think, oh, here we go. Another leg drop. Boom. Oh, here we go. It's over. No. All right. Let's play the audio for some yeah. of these last few moments of this match. What's the finish right here? Watch this. <laughs> That's awful. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Look at that blatant screw job. Alright, let me just put some context. Five-year-old Dave Rosenbluth watching this, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm beside myself. I think my father was sitting there watching it with me, and I'm like, Hogan kicked out. It was clear as day. The referee saw it in front of his face. Hogan kicked out. He had the arm raised at one. Not at two, at one. He had the, at the one count. I was very confident at five years old that Hulk Hogan was going to retain the title. That Jack Tunney or another referee was going to come on. They were going to reverse the decision. The one night I want fucking Hogan to win and Jack Tunney is nowhere to be found. Good point. You know what I mean? I tell you what. It hits me like a sack of potatoes. I think this is going to happen. I get the Sami Zayn match with Roman Reigns. Smash. Where, where, where like, Sammy, Sammy does, like, the loaded kick. One, two, three. But Roman's leg was on the ropes. And, and, and then, like, and they got another replay. Yeah. I could see them doing something like that. He, he, he like, unofficially wins it for, like, yeah. Yeah. see Andre posing with the belt here. Uh, let's, play the, let's play the audio because I think Gene's going to interview Andre. Called the tag team title. He did it. He did it again. Is 
heavier than the other. Are you the referee? Or are you the referee? No, you are. No, you are. mistaken i believe this referee that hogan is, is is manhandling right now that's earl yeah but dave is the heavier set one that was in the ring with the he had the he had the gut the the, the belly yeah he's gonna he's gonna torpedo him out of the ring like he's got even got a running start it's not even like, like look at that <laughs> jesus christ i don't even think he even touched any of them andre's standing there like are you destroying the ground? I'm not picking him up. I'm the champion of the world. I surrender the world tag team title to Ted DiBiase. Why would he say tag team? Sorry, it's so a Strike Force and the Heart Foundation are going to have a match right now. Um, but it's going to get interrupted with Hogan's um, plastic surgery promo, which we're going to play the audio for right now. Jesse 
So this match here, you don't really see much of it. In fact, they were really short on time. Um, this match barely ended uh, before they had to go off the air. As you see, the, the, you're looking at the, the time stamp. It's 48 minutes, 51 seconds, and this, this goes 49 minutes and 22 seconds. You see the credits there, Titan Sports, main event. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Time Machine. If I did Time Machine, and I, I just said how I would have booked it. I would have booked it that DiBiase bought his way into who he gets the winner of the match that same night. Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Giant get, gets with screw drop, and then that would have been the, the original figure point of doom. DiBiase touches Andre. Andre's like, oh, he got me. And then one, interesting. two, three. That's interesting. how I booked it anyway. Okay, interesting. All right, that's, that's an interesting way of getting around it. Um, honestly, if we're... <clears throat> And I, and, and I know that they weren't structured this way to 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 book things because for the most part on their big shows like a WrestleMania, it was always like the good guy stands tall yeah. at the end, you know? Especially Hogan, the old Hogan must pose treatment. Um, I would have, and I'm just going to leave it at this and then we'll end this watch along here, but I, I would have done the twin referee thing at WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania 4. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm going to expand on that further when I when um, Justin and I get together for the 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 WrestleMania What Ifs episode that we're going to have coming up um, as we march towards WrestleMania on this WrestleMania season here, kicking out to this was a lot of fun, Dennis. Thank you again for for indulging me uh, yeah. on this Saint Valentine's Day, if you will. Hopefully, all of you um, didn't run through your entire box of chocolates as we watched. <laughs> This, uh, this heartbreaking, catastrophic event in professional wrestling history. 33 million people watched Hulk Hogan's Heartbreak. I was one of those 33 million viewers at home. Love that bit of it, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I look forward to, uh, to, to, to podcasting with you once again. Like I said, schedule coming up. Next episode, we're going to recap the March 2nd, 1998 edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, we're going to recap the March 16th episode of Monday Nitro from Spring Break. Uh, we're going to do a WrestleMania 9 rearrangement of sorts and make WrestleMania 9 watchable. Uh, we're going to do some classic WrestleMania um, watch-alongs, if you will, covering some of the milestone WrestleManias um, this year. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to all that with all of you. So, with that being said, I think it's officially about that time that we put this show down for the three count, and we'll see you all next time.